That is certainly one way to exit the NCAA tournament. Uh, Indiana gets blown out by St. Mary's on Thursday, lose by 29 points, sour ending to what was ultimately a successful season. We'll talk about both of those, uh, both how the game or how the season ended and whether it's still kind of a, a successful season, what it means moving forward on today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, March 18th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics. Thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers part of your day, even on a, a day like today after that loss. Uh, but most, more specifically, thank you for making us your first listen every day. Reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube where um, we premiere our episodes daily at 7 a.m. there. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude, joined by Jared. Jared, I've always had this kind of internal debate, or I've seen it debated. Is it worse to lose on a buzzer beater or, in, by a, or like in a blowout? Indiana has experienced both in the last week. So which one was worse, losing to Iowa on Jordan Bohannon's shot or this game? It's not even close. This was worse. Uh, Really? This this was worse for me. Um, And it's hard to say that, especially when Bohannon is the one to hit that shot. (laughs) It's hard to say that, but I I think this was worse. Um, Just because of the situation. um, Look, like, not for nothing with the Iowa game, like, we had, we were very confident that we were in the NCAA tournament at that point. So we knew there was going to be another game. Um, there was no game after this, obviously. Um, and just watching the slow crawl to the end was really, really painful. Um, it's, it's funny because whenever you watch a close Indiana basketball game, you always have that nagging feeling of, oh, what's, what's going to happen now? What stupid thing is going to happen? What horrible way are they going to lose the game? And with a game like today's, you kind of miss that feeling. Like I, 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 I really wanted to be texting you at, at seven o'clock Pacific, you know, oh, Jacob, here comes the game breaking turnover 68, 68, here it comes. And uh, we, we obviously didn't get that. So for me, I think, especially given the scenario that there was no games after this, uh, this was worse, but I think even in a neutral situation, this is, this is worse for me personally. See, I'm on the other side. I think losing on a buzzer beater like that is worse. I just always think that you kind of have more time to accept the defeat when you're in a blowout like this. Like I pretty much came to the conclusion within the first two or three minutes in the second half that this was done. IU wasn't making a run. And so then you have 30 minutes to accept that the season's over. When you have a buzzer beater, it's just just like that snap and it's done. I have uh, a, I have a quick counterpoint to that because I also yeah. thought of another reason. Uh, when you lose by 30 or 40 points, you don't make it into another team's one shining moment montage. <laughs> <laughs> so you we, don't have to relive that. That's, that's Sorry, that's my last argument. That's a that's a, the best argument you made. IU has the one shining moment of the tournament right now with the cheerleader saving uh, or getting the ball down. Uh, if that is not in one shining moment, they did it wrong. 
Like that was a hilarious moment. It gave me a laugh when I needed one in that second half uh, because there was nothing enjoyable about most of that IU game. We're, we're going to dive more deeply into this game. Before we do that, reminder, you guys can subscribe to uh, Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter as well at LO underscore Hoosiers. In case you somehow missed it, IU falls in this one, 82 to 53. Uh, they led at 21 to 17 in the first half. Um, I will try to do the math on the fly. It is not pretty how that game ended. It was a 60 to 24 run at one point. Uh, you're looking at about a 65 to 32 run to, to close the game. Um, how did this get so out of hand? Uh, it started with the all bench lineup. Uh, let's just get that out of the way. It started with the all bench lineup. Um, but we're not this bad of a team. The difference between us and St. Mary's is not possibly this big. Um, I think at some point they were due to run out of steam. Um, it was impressive that they started. So it's almost worse that they started well, cause we were like, you know, maybe they can actually keep this up for the game. Maybe, you know, maybe it has the travel and the exhaustion hasn't really hit them. And then at, you know, coming out of a timeout, essentially, it seemed to just, you know, the, the starters went to the bench and they never basically got off the bench. Their, their, uh, their energy never left the bench. And, you know, by that point, I mean, there's nothing else to say other than their energy had to have been sapped. That was, I mean, that's really all it comes down to for me. But it was that moment once that bench lineup came in, um, things just started turning for the worse. Again, I don't think that's the reason we lost this game. Um, the way they look tonight, they would have lost, obviously, you know, had he kept all five starters in. But that was the moment that the game started to turn and we never really got any momentum back. I mean, all you had to do is look at Christian Watford's uh, Twitter timeline because he was, he was tweeting the same exact things. He was, he, he knew that they didn't have it in them. I will accept, like, I, I do agree. That was a turning point when that all bench lineup came in. I, I, it, it felt like there were some, there were, there's a lot of reasons why you lost this game. I think what's sometimes lost in games like this is, St. Mary's is just really damn good. Like uh, that offense is going to be a nightmare for teams, uh, especially when you're only going to have one day to prep for them. Whoever uh, has to play them next, I assume UCLA or one of UCLA or Akron, that's going to be a nightmare on one day prep. And I'm, I would take St. Mary's in that game. Um, they had the benefit of having, Nine days off, they said during the broadcast that they prepared for Indiana, at least uh, a head coach did, that he was preparing for Indiana. They assumed uh, Indiana was going to beat Wyoming. So, I mean, obviously Indiana got itself into a point where they had to play five times in eight days. But that, I mean, that's still factored into it. Um, St. Mary's can be really good. And as I said before we went live, I think you could have played the five starters with unlimited stamina for 40 minutes, and I don't think that they were beating St. Mary's tonight. But that doesn't change the fact that those guys were pretty tired by the time. I mean, they the St. Mary's said it after the game. 
uh, Randy Bennett said, you could see it in their faces. They were gassed probably at halftime. Uh, he said all the factors came into play uh, with them playing Tuesday and needing to travel, but I don't want to negate that our guys played well. Um, so that all factored into it. It was just things escalated so quickly that um, it, as you said, this this IU team is not 30 points worse uh, than St. Mary's. If you play this game 100 times, this is probably the worst outcome. Um, but ultimately, this is the outcome we have. It's frustrating, but um, I, I also think St. Mary's defense was suffocating. They they took away what Indiana excelled at with Trace, with Xavier Johnson getting to the rim. They had a little bit of a two-man game there early on, and then after that, it was gone. And St. Mary's offense really forced Indiana into uncomfortable situations and forced other guys to beat them. Indiana doesn't have those other guys to step up, and they they haven't for a while. They've relied really heavily on Trace and Xavier, and they got them to this point. But when Indiana needed somebody else to step up tonight, there was nobody there. Yeah, and it's it's obviously frustrating seeing that you know on a day where Al Durham has a great game for Providence. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 frustrating that down the stretch of the season. Um, some some names that Indiana really needed just sort of disappeared and never reappeared. Um, obviously, you know, we're talking, we may have a little bit of a different tune if, you know, down the stretch, Xavier, Trace, and Race were all able to play well at the same time. Obviously, Xavier's ascension seemed to coincide a little bit with um, Race's lack of involvement. Um, I... Geronimo was a positive. He he was he was a lot of fun. I wish I wish we could have seen more of him. But look, it's they, they were look they were just outmanned by a better team. They were beaten by a better team. There's a reason that we yeah. were a twelve seed and they were a five seed. And at the end of the day, this game was lost at Wisconsin. This game was lost at home against Rutgers. I mean, once IU, you know, in the regular season, faltered to make enough of an impact to avoid a play-in game, you know. That's when you put yourself in that position to then have to play in Dayton. And then we can talk about how ridiculous it is that the playing game is in Dayton and then they have to travel to Portland and play a game 36 hours later. You know, we could talk about that all we want. But, you know, the best way to not have that is to not put yourself in that position. And unfortunately, you know, they put themselves in a position to play in a play in and then have to play later. And, you you know, it, these play in teams don't typically make crazy deep runs and eventually the gas gets to them and you know that coinciding with a big with a long big 10 champion or a tournament run um it all just you know it, it all gassed them out and you know between you know again there was a five seed playing a 12 seed i know the i know the idea always every year is that 12 seeds beat five seeds and obviously we saw two go down today but look there's a difference between the teams. There's a, a difference in class between the teams, and St. Mary's showed it tonight in their preparation and execution. Yeah, they're a five seed for a reason. We were a 12 seed for a reason. You mentioned Geronimo. He was one of the bright spots both tonight and in the two tournament games, I guess, as a whole. We'll talk about him and, and some other guys here in just a minute. 
Uh, first, this is about the time of year that I've pretty much given up on my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I have Built Bar, which means I'm going to be able to stick it out. Built Bars are delicious. They taste like candy bars. They're they're protein bars, but they're not your mom and dad's protein bars that are chalky, hard to chew, hard to get down. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They have so many flavors to choose from, but still, they're high in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in carbs. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to whatever candy bar you want. It's going to be better. Uh, the flavors vary from mint brownie to coconut to raspberry to my personal favorite cookies and cream. They're always adding limited time flavors as well. Uh, so make sure you head on over to built.com. Use promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you guys for making locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Let's actually start with Geronimo because this is these two games have been a bit of a coming out party for him. Uh, you can really see things are starting to click for him. Uh, he plays 21 minutes on Thursday, nine points, six rebounds. It certainly seemed on his senior night that Race Thompson was this was his final season. How much? I mean, Jordan Geronimo seems perfectly ready to step into that spot, whether in the lineup, the starting lineup itself, or just the rotation as a whole. Yeah, I mean, look, he showed enough for me to feel confident in him. Um, you know, whether he's you know, long term, whether he's best suited as an, a big energy guy off the bench or he's suited for a starter role, you know, time will tell. But he definitely showed me enough, especially towards the end of the season in his development, that that he's ready to step in and, you know, see if he can grasp that chance. Um, he was a big positive tonight. He was a big positive in the Big Ten tournament. Um, we don't get past Wyoming without without Geronimo's effort. Um, so I'm, I'm just really excited about this kid and to see where he goes. And, you know, we'll talk about we'll talk about Trace later and, you know, what that may be if, he, if he'll still be here. But the thought of Geronimo and Trace anchoring down low is – is really, really exciting for me. Yeah. Geronimo, he's just this like ball of untapped potential and like uncontainable energy. And you see, you saw throughout the year that at times it was kind of molding itself into something. The Nebraska game on the road is, is one of them. Um, he, I mean, there was probably no bigger performance than that Wyoming game though, considering the stakes. And he, he was so important in the biggest games down the stretch. He was, he was playing well in the big 10 tournament. I still marvel at the fact that on last Saturday of the big 10 tournament, I thought his season was done with how he went down and he was this important to the, to IU in the NCAA tournament. Um, and these moments mean something. Uh, IU, they're still going to have positive momentum going into the, the offseason, even with this loss. But him specifically having two of his most impactful games uh, to close out the season, that's some some great momentum for him to head into the summer with. Uh, on Thursday, he goes three of six overall, one of one from three, which is going to be maybe the biggest part of his potential moving forward is 
developing a consistent outside shot, uh, 9.6 rebounds and assist. Just you see so much there. OG Ananobi is the easy kind of comparison. Um, there's moments where they look very similar. Ultimately, they're not going to be the same type of player, I don't think. But um, Geronimo just has so much potential and turned out to be really important. It was an up-and-down season for him. He didn't always play, but he turned out to be really important when the games mattered most. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis, we can talk about. He, a frustrating uh, 12 points on 5 of 12, or five of 10, excuse me, shooting, 5 rebounds. Uh, he may not have had it tonight, but we're not in this spot without Trace Jackson Davis. No, and I, I along with Everybody in Cream and Crimson wants him to come back for his senior season next year. Um, I think he said after the game, he's not, he doesn't have a timetable. He's going to, you know, he's going to take things as they come. And, you know, I, I, again, I hope he stays um, because the thought of one more year of Trace, especially seeing the leap that he took under Mike Woodson, um, the thought of him having another year under Woody and another year with, uh, now that he's developed some chemistry with Xavier, um sort of figured out how to play in this in this system uh i i really hope he stays but uh, like you said we're not even close to this spot without him and he deserves all the credit in the world for what he's done i mean this team will be remembered as the one that brought indiana back to the tournament but he was the heart the soul the engine everything of of this team in this season and if IU in the next few years does turn it around, he is the pivot point. And I, I don't think that you can really argue it any other way. So hats off to him for everything he's meant to this program because that's a really special kid. In some ways, what IU does from here might enhance his legacy. If he's the guy that turned this around, then that only helps him. But he's certainly going to be a prominent figure in kind of the history of Indiana basketball. He, and we don't know, like you said, he, he said after the game um, that he hasn't really thought about his decision. He said, I'll have a plan, but I haven't decided yet. He's going to talk to Mike Woodson, obviously figure some things out. The, the pro and con here of, of the Hoosiers being where they're at uh, and even playing an NCAA tournament game Meant Trace Jackson Davis really boosted his stock over the last week or so. And there's a, I mean, there is a legitimate decision he's going to have to make uh, about whether he'll um, declare for the draft. And there's a decent chance he'll be drafted. He would make an NBA team in some capacity if he, if he left. So it'll be a, an interesting decision for him. But yeah, uh, Indiana's not where they're at without him. And I mean, that's that's one of the ways it was most disappointing is that Trace deserved a better ending than this. And unfortunately, uh, I mean, a lot of guys on this team deserved a better ending than this one. I just hope that him checking out in that second half is not a, uh, a not the final time he does it, basically. So a couple quotes from Mike Woodson uh, post game. I have nothing but love for these 17 players. They put this program back in the fold in terms of being back in the big dance. If nothing else, that's what this team is going to be remembered for, and it's going to be a memorable team in that regard. 
I mean, just looking forward as well, he he mentioned shooting and wing defense as the two areas IU needs to improve upon, which we were talking about during the game. Uh, I think it'll get better with some of the recruits you have coming in. We'll talk bigger picture stuff and future stuff down the road, but um, just a couple of interesting quotes from Mike Woodson. Speaking of kind of bigger picture, this was still a successful season. As down as we feel right now, uh, we're going to talk about what this season means, maybe some memorable moments from it as well. I got lucky because I was looking at the lines right before tip-off. I saw IU was plus three and a half. I didn't take it. I wasn't crazy positive about this. I almost took Trace Jackson Davis over 15 points, though, because that one felt easy. Again, got very lucky tonight, but I found both those both those lines at betonline.com. It's that time of year uh, where college basketball tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's zoom out big picture. Let's ignore this game now. We've talked plenty about it. Uh, Indiana back in the tournament, and they they did a lot of kind of monumental things. They broke long losing streaks to Purdue, obviously, to um, Michigan, to Illinois. How does it feel like this program is now trending back in the right direction after this season? I mean, how could it not, Um, especially in the first year of a new head coach? Obviously, that's the biggest step forward. And when you look at that in even, you know, micro or macro, um, IU is certainly looking like an ascending program. Um, I don't know. At at times this season, it felt like they were very close to the top 25 without actually breaking in. Like, I I believe it was they had a good win streak and then they beat Ohio State. And it was like, whoa, like they might actually be in the top 25. And I think the following game they had a bad loss and it kind of negated it. Um, So I, I don't know if next year is the year that they're a top 25 team, but it feels like given how close they were at times this season, that they should be hovering around that point. So um, I I think the only thing that you really need to know is that expectations are going to be much higher for next season than they were for this season. And that's a testament to the job that Mike Woodson and this program have, have done the last few months. So this is definitely a successful season. And I think, I mean, I would certainly say we're an ascending program, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's weird thinking back to, um, a year ago, when almost exactly a year ago, right now, when they hired Mike Woodson, and I really didn't know what to expect. Uh, I was, I mean, I've said multiple times I was down on the signing or and happily, happily proven wrong. Um, it seemed pretty immediate, even looking back when they went to the Bahamas. It, it felt like things were a little bit different with this program. 
And so to see it where it is now, even as recently as eight, nine days ago, we thought we were going to the NIT and we were frustrated, which is probably a, another good sign of the program be, being on the rise is that we still weren't in the NCAA tournament. In many ways, the last week, this last week or 10 days has has reshaped the program as much as anything. But I mean, Mike Woodson was the leader of those eight to 10 days. Uh, he's been the leader of the team all year. They've accomplished so much. Um, I was kind of reminiscing during that second half. If you look back on this season, obviously the Purdue game is going to be the number one memory for, I think, everybody. I think I can safely say that. Do you have another kind of most memorable moment or a moment that sticks out to you from this season? Um, without being doubly obvious in saying the comeback against Michigan, because uh, I think that would be an easy number two, I would, I'd say the uh, the Ohio State win. Um, yeah, you know that had that that really felt like a moment early in the season that got the fan base to buy in. Um, I, I I'm not sure that. Uh, the fan buy-in, especially at Assembly Hall, would be as stark without a signature win. And getting a signature win, I know Ohio State's only a seven seed now, but at the time I think they were 18, 19 in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, feels like a, it felt like a very significant win and a, and a hallmark early season win that this team could sort of hang its hat on to and really help, you know, before that game, I don't think – we really had too many expectations for this team. I think we were like, if we make the tournament, that's great. Like, but we just want to see positive improvement that sort of shifted to, okay, we should like be trying to make the tournament. Like this could really be a tournament team. This could take down some big fish. And I think that that win with that shift in momentum, I think that was a really, really high positive point for me, especially because of how they did it too, because they shut the, door on that team yeah. I mean, they did the, Ohio State didn't even have a run at the end of the game to make us worry so that that was the bit that was the big win for me that was the big moment of the season for me what about you yeah it's interesting because uh the Michigan game I said was number two because without that comeback none of this last week happens um which is wild to think about that we were 12 minutes away from the season being done after one game in the Big Ten tournament. Um, So that's fair that that's probably an obvious number two. I mentioned the Ohio State game as the first time I felt like this team could make the tournament. And looking kind of back on that, it it felt like a big win in the moment. As you said, the way they did it late, uh, they pulled away in the the final minutes. They were throwing lobs on fast breaks, and they 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 won that in style. And that was when... I think there was a lot of buy-in from this, from just around the campus, the students. That's when it felt like things shifted a bit to, oh, we we might actually be back. So that was that's probably a safe kind of third. There were other moments I made note. Trey scoring 43 on Marshall was somehow forgotten just because it happened so long ago, late November, uh, around Thanksgiving. That was one. Um Obviously, the Wyoming game, just winning a tournament game again, even if that was a a pretty ugly game. But watching Trace carry us 
through a tournament win was awesome. Um, Xavier Johnson being such a big part of that Michigan comeback after being booed last time he was at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. That was just a really cool full circle moment. Just an individual play. I still laugh about um, Jordan Geronimo spiking a ball off the ground and into the basket. I still have never seen anything like that. So uh, this Indiana team and program is on the rise. There's a lot of questions that are going to come in the ensuing weeks and months. Guys are going to enter the transfer portal. That's just uh, the nature of college basketball now. There might be surprises. I don't know. I think we can all assume on a couple of them that are probably going to enter the transfer portal. There's going to be shifting around Trace's decision, obviously, but this team laid the foundation for what's going to come in the future. And for that alone, it's a successful season. It's a successful season because Indiana finished with more NCAA tournament wins than Kentucky this year. That's right, we did. That's right, we did. And now we uh, now we know why Kalapari doesn't want to come to the state of Indiana anymore because it <laughs> happened again. It happened again, Jacob, in the state of Indiana. This man, this man is sick. This man is allergic to winning in the state of Indiana. He. Uh, I believe that game was in Lucas Oil's uh, stadium. Yeah, yeah, I think it was in uh, that, That's where he wants to play. That's where he <laughs> prefers to play than Assembly Hall. He well, wants to play, Yeah, he wants to play neutral site games. There ain't no chance he wants to come back to Indianapolis now. That made things a, uh, not even a little bit better. That made things a lot better, if I'm going to be honest, because that uh, St. Peter's IU, or, uh, UK game was ending as – basically the same time I used was and it felt a lot better to turn off the IU game and immediately watch Kentucky lose in overtime. So that eased things a little bit. Appreciate you guys uh, tuning in all season long. This isn't over. The women's team has starts their March madness tomorrow. We're going to have a preview podcast because we haven't talked about them at all. There's these big gaps between the big 10 tournament and selection Sunday. And now the start of the tournament, we're going to preview their game tomorrow. I have a podcast coming out on that. And then they play at 1.30 on Saturday. So make sure you guys are tuning in. You have absolutely no excuses now. They were kind of lame excuses anyway. But you have no excuses now not to tune into this team. There is no men's basketball to worry about. So go support this women's team as they start their March Madness run on Saturday. We'll have plenty to talk about with this men's team in the coming weeks. Uh, and we'll certainly dive into all that. But... Women's teams still play this weekend. Be sure to support them. We'll have a preview episode uh, Saturday and a recap on Monday. So thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. This has been a monster week uh, for us. I appreciate all the love you guys have given us. It's already our biggest week ever, and you guys made that possible. So thank you to all of you guys for listening to the show. Make sure you are subscribed if you haven't already. Leave a rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Friday in LEO.